ഫലാമുദ്ദിനുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹുഹു
If you look at, and when I'm speaking about religion, I'm speaking about Christianity as that, as that has suffered a large decline in followers. If you look in the Western world, let's take for example the USA, let's look at some statistics. 29% of people in the, one of the recent surveys, surveys that were done do not identify as following a religion anymore. They identify as non-religious. There's a phenomenon in the USA known as the nuns, not N-U-N-S as nuns, Christian nuns, N-O-N-E-S, meaning I don't know, either the atheist, the outright decline, God, or the agnostic, I don't know whether there's a God, I don't know whether a God exists, so I won't believe in anything. And this phenomenon has led to people not following religions, because why should I follow a religion if I don't know? If, I, if I, I'm not sure 100% that what I am following is correct, then why should I follow? I'd rather live my life, I'd rather enjoy my life, I'd rather live life to its fullest. Let's look at the UK for example. In the United Kingdom, in the, in the most recent census that was done, 39% of people now do not follow a religion. They identify whatever it may be, but they do not follow a religion. Let's look at our own country for example. And it'd be shocking when I was doing the research for this, for this talk here, South Africa has one of the largest populations in African countries of those who do not follow a religion. And the most recent survey that I could find was in 2014, they done a survey of approximately 15.1% of people do not follow a religion. Now by and large our Muslim communities, whether it be in the Western countries such as USA, UK, etc. Or whether, it, whether it be in South Africa, by and large we, alhamdulillah, have, have managed to... Uh, how can you say, uh, put our guards up against this onslaught against following a religion. But it's not going to get any better in the, in the next decades to come. Rather, we as a Muslim community have to proactively work together, have to set up frameworks for the future generations to come, how we can protect the iman of people. I mean, just look at last week in the news. In Saudi Arabia, there was... A massive uproar. There was a rapper that went there and she sung certain, you know, derogatory uh, 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 lines against our Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and in effectively against religion itself. I mean, this is happening in Saudi Arabia, which is considered to be the most orthodox country from all the Muslim, which is meant to be the most orthodox country from all the Muslim countries. So as we can see, slowly, slowly, the Western world is trying to slowly encroach now on Muslims. The Christianity, the more or less, you know, won the battle against Christianity. Even those who identify as Christians, if you look at in the UK, there are more Muslims going to Jumu'ah on a Friday than Christians going to the church on a Sunday. And even though Muslims are only 6% in the UK. So by and large, they have won that battle with the Christians. But now, the next target, and they have been targeting the Muslims, but even more so now, the Muslims will be the target of trying to take away the Iman of us. So in this short talk here, because we are faced, I mean, in social media, whether it be the movies, etc., constantly we are, uh, you know, uh, soaking up information from people who do not believe in a God, who do not believe in a higher power, and at times 
those subtle muscles may affect our own iman, may create certain doubts in our minds. So in this short talk here, I wish to put forward to you four reasons as to why human beings from the time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed us in this world have been in need to follow a religion, whether that be in the time of Musa alayhi salam, as a, uh, following Musa alayhi salam, whether that be in the time of Isa alayhi salam, whatever Nabi that came, whatever religion they came with, there was always a need for human beings to follow a religion and that has been the more or less the pattern throughout history where human beings have followed a religion and only now we're seeing a phenomenon in our time of a large percentage of humanity doing away with religion if we look at the world around us we will see that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created everything that is needed for us to function as human beings. Let's take oxygen for example. A person, there's no place on this world, of course, uh, for us to live as our day-to-day lives, but there's no place in this world where a person will go and there's no oxygen found. If a person is, is doing a, uh, a feed, for example, climbing, climbing Mount Everest, that's understandable. But I'm saying for our day-to-day lives, there's no place on this world where oxygen is not found. Take water, for example. Water is found everywhere. Take sunlight, for example. The whole world experiences sunlight. Sun, the sunlight is required for human beings to function, etc., etc. And Ibn Taymiyyah, a famous scholar, he actually mentions that the more human being is in need of something, the more readily available the thing is found. Now, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken care of our physical needs for us to function as human beings in this world, then why would he not take care of our spiritual needs? Something which is even more important than our physical needs. Human beings from the beginning of time, this deeper question as to why am I in this world? What's the purpose of my existence? Where am I heading towards? Human beings have always had these questions on their minds. And there's only so much science can answer. Science can answer the what. What is the human body? What is the heart? What is the brain? What is the sun? What is the moon? What is the galaxy around us? But the science cannot answer why. Why has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us like this? Why have we been placed in this world? Why are we living in this world? What are we heading towards? Science cannot answer. Of course, science has its place. But these deeper questions can only be answered by that person who has created us by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you look at the story of Musa alayhi salam in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that when Musa alayhi salam went to Fir'aun, Fir'aun asked him, ya Musa? That who is your Lord, O Musa? Who is his Lord that you worship, that you speak about? Because Musa, uh, Fir'aun, as we know, declared that he is the, he is the God. I am your greatest Lord. So he asked, who is this, you know, in a derogation, and who is his Lord that you worship? So look, how, look at how Musa alayhi salam answered Fir'aun. Look at the answer he gave him قال موسى عليه السلام said ربنا الذي أعطى كل شيء خلقه my lord is the one who created everything around us ثم and then he gave guidance he didn't just put us in this world and leave us you know uh, uh, in ignorance to figure out for ourselves why do I, why am I here why am I living in this world I'll give you a practical example I grew up in the UK there's a famous shop there called a famous furniture store massive furniture store there called IKEA and the whole concept of IKEA is what there's a showroom you walk into the showroom 
you browse, you see, okay, for example, I like this table, I like this couch, for example. And then you proceed to the where the goods are stored. And you place your order. Now the table will not come assembled. The table will come packed up neatly in a box. And it's up to you to go home and assemble. And it's a famous concept like here in, 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 you know, in quite a few countries. So you go home. Now in that box, everyone that shops in IKEA knows that the first thing they need to look for is an instruction manual. Now let's assume you go home, you open that box, and there's no instruction manual. And now you're trying to figure out, does this leg go here? Where does this screw go? Where am I meant to put this? Okay, I'm trying to figure out. And now you lost. And somehow you figured it out, and you managed to assemble the table. Because it's not too hard. Let's go one step ahead, and let's go a slightly bigger example. Let's assume you you ordered a massive machine. Now that thing came unassembled. Came without an instruction manual. Now you totally lost. You don't know what to do. You don't know how to assemble this thing. So in every facet of life, whether it be in terms of physical, you know, I gave you this example because it's easy to understand. But every facet of life, whether it be a teacher and a student, imagine a school where the teachers tell the students, you learn the work yourself, you figure out how to teach each another, we're not going to interfere at all, we're not going to give you guidance as to how to go about this. Imagine a school like this, what will happen to the school? Total, uh, 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 you know, chaos. So the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places us in this world means that He has to give us guidance as to where we are heading towards. And science cannot give us the answer. It's only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is only through religion, only through this book, this Quran of ours, that we can get the answers as to why we have been placed in this world. If you look at Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, prior to wahi, prior to him becoming a Nabi, he used to refrain from drinking. He used to refrain from all the vices that were taking place during the period of ignorance, the Jahiliya period. He used to refrain from gambling. But, look at the ayat of the Quran. In Surah Al-Duha, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَوَجَدَكَ ضَالًا فَهَدَى The old Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Allah sallallahu And consoling him This surah was revealed to console Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam We found you upon Misguidance Now of course Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Wasn't misguided So what did it mean فَهَدَى And then we guided you What does this mean That even Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam The greatest of all human beings To come on the face of this earth the most intelligent of all human beings in every area he was the best but even he required guidance from whom? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that, that is reason number one as to why human beings are in need of following a religion the second reason is kind of linked to the first reason but now in this world we are living how do we decide as human beings what is right, what is wrong? How do we decide what is harmful to us, what is beneficial to us? How do we decide how do we live as human beings, as, as, as good human beings in this world? If we're going to leave it up to our intellect, if we're going to leave it up to us to decide, then you're going to end up in the situation which is happening in the West now. Hundred years ago, homosexuality, etc., was regarded as a crime punishable by the state, was regarded as something abhorred in society, was looked down upon. And now we're living in an era where we see even more so now in the LGBTQ movement, etc. 
there's been a total degradation in their morality, what they regard to be right and wrong. Why? Because they do not have guidance from whom? A supreme being, someone above them, someone guiding them, someone telling them this is right and this is wrong. If you look in the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, يَسْأَلُونَكَ عَنِ الْخَمْرِ وَالْمَيْسِرِ They ask you regarding khamar, wine, وَالْمَيْسِرِ In gambling. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, كَبِيرٌ There is a great sin in them. But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says after that, وَمَنَافِعُ لِلنَّاسِ That there's some benefits found in wine and gambling. Now imagine, of course, wine and gambling we know is totally haram. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has told us so. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that decided between, okay, He created us, He knows exactly how we function, He knows He created us as human beings, He knows down to the minutest of detail how we function. So He is able to tell us, even though wine has certain benefits, but the harms outweigh the benefits. But imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala left it up to us. How are we going to decide? Someone will say, no, certain benefits of wine maybe it makes you feel good. Someone will say, no, it's harmful because it puts you into a state of mind where you can do certain things which are not, you know, uh, 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 certain things which can harm other people, etc. I mean, there's, there's going to be a debate always. But the point is, it is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that has laid down for us what is right and what is wrong. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clearly says in the Quran, had the truth followed their desires, لَفَسَدَتِ السَّمَاوَاتُ earth would have been corrupted with all her. whole earth would have been in total anarchy and chaos. The third reason we as human our lives is a psychological reason. Think about it. We go through, every human being goes through some sort of test, some sort of, you know, uh, trial in his life, has to go through ups and downs of life, of, the, of life as they say. Now imagine there was no meaning to it. Why am I losing my father? Why did I lose some money? Why did I meet an accident? Why did I get hurt? Imagine there's no meaning to it. I don't know why this is happening. We as Muslims, Alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us reason as to why this happens. We have a, we have a, a akhirah coming. We need to, sometimes certain things happen to us in this world so that our state is elevated in the hereafter. Sometimes it happens to us because of our sins. Sometimes, sometimes it happens to us for, for various other reasons. But imagine there was no meaning. We don't know why this is happening to us. So even more so, this should be a reason as to why we as human beings have to follow a deen. The fourth and last reason is, and psychologists explain as well, is that human beings have a need for sense of belonging. We need to belong to something. Now if you look in the Western world, you see, some follow soccer. So they take that as their, their whole life revolves around them. They'll drive past the pub on a Saturday evening when, when games are on Saturday afternoon. We'll see it's absolutely full in the UK. We as the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam have been given this title of Ummah. What is Ummah? A nation which transcends all race, all color, all language, everything. We follow, we are able to identify, you go to, for example, China, and you see someone reading Salah there, you know that the person may be totally different to you, eat, eat different food to you, speak a different language, but just that connection of Iman, 
connects you. So this sense of belonging which human beings have needed from the, being, from the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us, this deen of ours gives us the sense of belonging. So in brief, there's much more that can be said with regard to this topic here. But just in brief, these are four reasons as to why we as human beings have to follow a deen. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect our iman, to protect the iman of us specifically and the future generations to come. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He grants us strength in our iman, strength in our deen, conviction in our deen, that we are able to stand up to the onslaught of or, 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 the ideological onslaught against us. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah. Thank you.